Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Welcome to Buzzing About Romance, quick shot of romance. On this episode, I am joined by podcast contributor Lindsay, and we are chatting about Juliet Cross's Bright Like Wildfire. Welcome back to the podcast, Lindsay. Thanks, Leah. So excited to chat about this book with you. Okay, do you want to go ahead and read the synopsis from Goodreads for us? Bennett has no idea why Betty Mooton hates him, other than the time he accidentally hit her boobs with a glitter bomb in their community theater performance of A Midsummer Night's Dream. He's been nothing but helpful and accommodating, but that notorious incident happened nine years ago. Time for the gorgeous redhead to get over and admit to the real chemistry between them, not just the onstage kind. Betty is in trouble. She may have gotten her dream role in a production by her favorite playwright, but there's a big problem. Her romantic lead is that cocky, annoying, hot, know-it-all Bennett Broussard. And when the fake touching and fake kissing start to feel way too real, Betty realizes one thing. She better act her heart out or finally admit that Bennett has stolen hers. Okay, so this released July 12th, 2022. So it is a brand new contemporary romance and the tropes are, it's kind of enemies to lovers, kind of not, but we'll just classify it as it. Age gap, rom-com, slow burn, small town, and it is a series starter. This is in the Beauville, it is book one of her new Beauville series. And we do not know yet, but the way it's written, it looks like it is going to be a series of standalones. And the put out percentage was 53%. So for some people, that's not a slow burn. For us, that's a slow burn. So it was perfect though. It was, it really worked. <laughs> it really worked the way the story played out. But so the book opens, our heroine Betty is running late. She spills coffee on herself. She gets stuck in traffic and then she gets pulled over for a speeding ticket. I just wanted to hug her. Yeah, she's mad. She's mad because mm-hmm. Bennett is opening a brand new store and it his has created all bougie, sorts of havoc for her. His bougie, like grocery store. In a small town, mm-hmm. no one's a fan. Well, Betty's not a fan. <laughs> Lots Everybody of people loves are it. fans, just not her. <laughs> but so, so let's talk about Betty. So Betty is a very strong character. She has little filter. I really think that her and I would be friends if she was real. But like one thing I really enjoy about Betty is she knows her worth. Like she knows what she's capable, of, and she has a huge heart for people who need more love and caring in their world but she does have some insecurities, which are understandable as you get into like the meat and potatoes of why those insecurities are there. But she's like, she's really confident for the most part. She is. She's a really strong character Mm -hmm. and she's also funny. Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of humor in this book. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, And just like situational comedy that I really loved. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Well, and she holds a lot of anger and a little bit of a grudge. And like, she even comments within the purse, like it's in the first chapter, like she's a big grudge holder because she holds one against her dad. Like, and you understand why as the story plays out, but because of the glitter poopy bomb, which I think it's hilarious that it's called that. Yes. (laughs) The glitter poopy bomb. I know. I laughed so so hard. So it's that's a 12 year gl- grudge. So it is. She's so been she was 15 on- when it happened. Mm-hmm. So 
And he's four years older than her. I think so. Yeah. So he's a little bit older than her. Um, and this happened when they were in high school and in a play. Yes. Cause that's like uh, a theme throughout the entire story, which I really enjoyed. I did too. It was, I'm sure we'll get to that, but I really liked that element of this story. Mm-hmm. I've not read a romance that was told quite this way. And I thought it was good (laughs) Mm -hmm. so let's talk about Bennett so Bennett he's such a good guy like he's so nice but he's a little bit of a closet dirty talker which I really enjoyed it's not a ton or over the top but it works really really well yeah so he's like super buttoned up on the outside or like Mm -hmm. you know he gives this appearance about himself where he's kind of like a goody two shoes like a very Mm -hmm. good boy but he's not a very good boy (laughs) like he's he like toes the line of stern brunch daddy but he's not (laughs) quite the stern brunch daddy but he definitely toes the line he knows what he likes and he knows what he's good at well actually there was one one quote in this book that i i start laughed really hard but he said what was it about this woman that had me sniffing around her like a dog on the hunt like I laughed so hard, but he basically was like, Betty Mooton is mine. Like I am going after her and I am going to make her like me. But he didn't really like have to do too much to make her like him. Mm-mm. He, that's one of the things that I liked. Like he was just himself. And as they got to know each other through the play and their forced proximity by being mm-hmm. the male and female lead in the play mm-hmm. um she really got to see a different side of him and he she, really wasn't he never let her off the hook he was not the kind of person who was like okay well you can just dislike me he was like no i need to understand why well like, and you his, need to tell me why <laughs> and that's the thing like he like he remembers the glitter booby bomb, but he is confused as to why something like that would still be such an issue for her, like as they got older. But as they get to know each other, like he understands like there's some, cause his family was one of the wealthy families. Like his dad has a really successful business. So like he didn't have to work for what he has. Like, it's not that he was given everything and he is not the type of person who who like took and took and took like he knows what he's capable of and he he really proved his worth but like from Betty's perspective it's this kid and this grown-up who doesn't have to to make an effort like he had the money he had the opportunity like her mom was a single mom who had to work two jobs to raise her and her sister and so like they had to really they had to work for what they had and so she has some animosity towards him for that yeah but he's not content with just being given everything like this store is really his effort to offer something back to the community that's not currently being done Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not like just a grocery store like one of the things you learn about it is that you know it offers cooking classes and Mm -hmm. you know it's more dynamic than just a grocery store for high-end products um it's to bring value into the community. And I think like that is what starts, like as Betty gets to know more and more about what he's trying to do with the store and then, you know, how he behaves as a proprietor, Mm -hmm. that really shifts her perspective of him and he never has to change who he is for her. In fact, like one of the things I like is as they get closer um, and 
some of the more vulnerable moments come up like he's honest they're both honest with each other mm-hmm. and they're up front and you don't see like a lot of communication issues that you can sometimes see in romance because they are so upfront and honest and adult mm-hmm. about <laughs> they really know, are like because even there's a moment where she she's at his house and she snoops and she finds something and one thing I really enjoyed about Cross and the way she dealt with that entire scene and situation is like like she normalized the fact that anxiety exists and that people sometimes need help. Like she nor like she normalized the fact that like sometimes you can't just have anxiety and deal with it without some like outside source. And I love that fact. And the fact that Bennett is like, I have anxiety. I have this option if I need it. And I really enjoyed that because I mean, so many people have anxiety but people still don't like to talk about it. Yeah. And the way that was handled too, like she was immediately upfront, like, Hey, this happened and I need to tell you, and Mm -hmm. they just don't keep things from each other. They have such a wide open relationship. And I really love that. That's one of my favorite kinds of romance books to read. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So let's talk. So the, the play that they are doing, it is Neil Simon's barefoot in the park, which is I found a little synopsis. Paul, a conservative (laughs) young lawyer, marries the vivacious Corey. Their highly passionate relationship descends into comical discord in a five-flight New York City walk-up apartment. So these are two people who are in a relationship. Their their dynamic is like he's kind of a curmudgeon-y person, and she is very like out there, but not in a bad way. Um, And so the the story itself parallels like the two of them in their relationship and the two of them in their characters as well and I thought it especially in the third act breakup section like it really hones in on how parallel their lives are to this type of story yes especially act one like the way they perceive each other really came across in act one because he's like this buttoned up lawyer and um Mm -hmm. you know she's trying to really sell him on this absolutely terrible apartment I think it's like got a hole in the ceiling or something Mm -hmm. and she's just like it's great it's great we live in this phenomenal apartment it's five floor walk up like I don't even like a three floor walk up (laughs) (laughs) that's just terrible um Mm -hmm. but it's just it's really funny because it's like kind of how she sees him in the beginning like act one you really see like how kind of how she sees him and then so many I agree like so many parallels between the play and their relationship and I just really liked that dynamic to it Mm -hmm. because I I don't know that I've read a romance where we've seen theater come into it quite like this Mm -hmm. and I know like theater is really popular a lot of people really love theater and Mm -hmm. I just thought this was a really clever take on the story Mm -hmm. Um, I agree like I've read romances where like a play takes place and it has like a big factor in the storyline but it doesn't mirror the relationship between the hero and the heroine in the way in which Cross does it in this book and I thought that was really dynamic and really entertaining but one thing I really loved about this book though too is like she has a really great cast of characters but overall Betty and Bennett were the main focus. Like those characters were truly side characters. Like they were present and they were important, but they were, they, 
they didn't take over the page anytime they were on it. No, I, I agree. But all of the characters, like the whole story, I felt like every single piece of the story reinforced the happy, happily ever after or mm-hmm. was absolutely necessary to the character development. It was so well written. Um, like this book just cemented for me that I'm a huge Juliet Cross fan. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed. <laughs> yeah, well, in <laughs> One thing I really like too is she had so Finn and Lily are her friend. Like Finn has been her good friend for years. He is the gay best friend. But one thing I really liked about the way that he was written is he wasn't this over the top, like flamboyant, like stereotypical gay best friend. Like he was down to earth. Like, yes, he was the drama teacher, but he like he wasn't so outlandish on the page that you're like, oh man, he's he's that kind of like best friend. But he was open and he he told Betty, like, you're being kind of dumb. You're being stupid right now. Yeah, he was such a brush breath of fresh air. I really hope we see a book with Fen in it because I think he was one of my favorite he also really pushed Betty out of her comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was kind of a catalyst, a little bit of a catalyst for um, them to admit their feelings. I mm-hmm. thought that dynamic well, and- was really. <laughs> I mean, he's the reason she came back to Beauville. Like he was like, oh, there's, let's come home this summer. Cause she was teaching where in wherever she was, I can't remember off the top of my head, but she was teaching and he's like, come home and do this play. And so she did. And then he was like, oh, there's an opening at the school. You should apply and like move home and teach here. And then I just thought like, I think that he kind of secretly knew like she needed to come home and she needed to like see Bennett again. And so like, he was kind of like the mastermind, but like not really at the same time. Yeah. And I mean, part of it too, is he pushed her out of her comfort zone, like I was saying, because he, she has a very, very tight knit circle. Like it's Mm -hmm. basically her mom, her sister, um, her stepdad, her stepdad, and then Finn, like she doesn't really Mm -hmm. have a lot of people. She doesn't really let a lot of people in. And Mm -hmm. I just thought that was really interesting because Finn, like he gives her real talk when she needs it, but he also shows up for her relentlessly in the book. And he is like the perfect best friend to have. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and you see like how she keeps that circle small because she has Lily, who is like her hallmate. Like mm-hmm. uh, she's the teacher across the hall, I think so. And so like they're close, but then like you see how in a section of the book, she's learning about Lily and she's like, oh, I never knew that. So maybe I don't know Lily as much as I do. And maybe I should invite her into the circle even tighter, which I thought was really great. Cause as you get those little snippets of Lily, like you really see that she needs that. Like she needs somebody to like enfold her into it. And I'm, I really hope that we get a book for her and, (laughs) and for Emma, the sister, I think that that would be really good. Yes. And Hale, like Hale, I bet Hale (laughs) and Lily, like, I bet they're, they do something there. I hope. I hope so too. It was so good. (laughs) There's just, and then there's fainting goats and a runaway pig named Marigold. A 600 pound pig. Yes. Who, (laughs) but that whole scene, like when she finds Marigold, I'm not spoiling how she does it, but if you just want to like hug her because she just like loses it, like she loses her shit over Marigold the pig. (laughs) 
But I love how they put, because so the fainting goat's name was Gilbert, because the one neighbor has like multiple goats, but Gilbert likes to hang around. And you find out that they put a bell on Gilbert so they know when he breaks into their porch, into her porch rather. Like they have to bell the fainting goat because he's always breaking in. I just love this book. (laughs) It's It's just such a good book. But I do really enjoy like, when you first start swiping, like you start at the chapter and Juliet Cross actually put a glossary of like the names and words at the beginning of the book. And because we all know that names are hard and words are hard and we totally make up our own pronunciations. Becky Berger, I'm looking at you. Um, but I like that she did that. I do too. Especially like Louisiana words are kind mm-hmm. of hard because yes, they're just inspired a lot of them. Well, and I don't speak French, so <laughs> I don't either, but there's entire like consonants that don't exist in the word. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> I did not expect that to sound like that, but, no. I, but I appreciated it. I did too. It was really thoughtful. Okay. So let's get to our questions. Did you like this book? I loved it. I thought Juliet Cross did a phenomenal job with the writing, the tension, the conflict, the character development was all so well done. Um, so yes, <laughs> I did too. I mean, there's no sex nachos, so I was a little bit disappointed in that, but I really <laughs> did enjoy it. And I can forgive the no sex nachos because they talked about like the bougie grocery store and how she can make her own freaking charcuterie board and all that fun stuff. There's some really fun scenes like inside the grocery store, which I thought like they added that element in a really interesting way. Okay. So who would typically like this book? I think, um, fans of Jiffy Kate, um, Jiffy Kate has a lot of like Louisiana based books um i mm-hmm. think that they would really like that smarty pants romance fans or mm-hmm. claire kingsley lucy score fans um i think anybody who loves those kinds of books or those kinds of authors should definitely check out not just this book but also um this is actually like connected to her other smarty pants book mm-hmm. um, parks and provocation which um betty's best friend lola landry is I love that tie in that. Yes, me too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Cause I was like, cause I felt like we had heard something about these characters before. And I was like, where did like, where, like, did I imagine it or am I just, but then like, when we got to that, like Lola Landry part, I was like, Oh, maybe, maybe we actually did hear this. Okay. So yes. If you're like fans of a rom-com, a light contemporary romance with low angst, to small town it is definitely a small town with with animal antics you would definitely like this book so would you would you recommend this book yes it's a one click must have for me <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i 100 recommend it and honestly like if you here hold on just one second and i mean check out this cover people it's just so pretty it is <laughs> yes grab this book but thank you. Oh, wait, do you have a book you think we should review <laughs> for a quick shot of romance? Send us an email at thebees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for joining me on this quick shot of romance. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. 
If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.